You're listening to the Epworth Echo. This is the community podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Indianapolis, Indiana, and this is the end of a brave experiment. This will be the last Epworth Echo to be recorded, which is why there hasn't been one for a while. I've been kind of putting it off, saying this would be the last one. And the reason why this is the last one is because this podcast was originally created to be a supplement for the Epworth community. And the community that was meant to listen to this podcast doesn't really, and that's cool. That's fine. In fact, actually, not very many people listen to it by evidence of the numbers for the last few episodes. So with that in mind, just really wasn't worth the time to keep doing. And I have a very busy um, next two semesters. I finish up seminary coming up. So for the foreseeable future, this will be the last Epworth Echo. But we'll go out in style. Figure since this is the last one, I'll just talk about two of my favorite things, and that is video games and the Bible. So we'll start off by talking about um, the top five family-friendly video games that are yet to come out this year, and then we'll be followed by my top five favorite Bible verses. So let's go ahead and get started. So starting this week, middle of October, all the way up into the first two weeks of December is when the vast majority of video games being released in the year come out. For the next two weeks in October, there are literally... um, 50 or 60 games coming out every single week, and it doesn't slow down a whole lot in November. So because of that, there are a lot of games that come out just aren't very good. There's definitely a buyer beware, especially because a lot of these games that aren't very good are value-priced, so they're the cheaper games, and they really try to get people just to buy them off the covers and take them home, and they're not really worth playing. So I picked five games that are yet to come out that I thought would be family-friendly, Looks like they won't be too terribly bad for what they are. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to want to play all these. In fact, there are several I'm never going to touch. But it looks like for a general audience, for the majority of families, these could be games that are appealing. So let's take a look at those. The um, first is Disney Seen It. This is released on just about every system ever created on October 21st. And what this game is is a karaoke game that features... Disney artists such as the Jonas Brothers, Hannah Montana, that girl whose name I really don't know from Camp Rock, and let you sing their pop songs. So this is definitely a game I'm never going to play, but I know that the Disney Channel um, music people are really big with the tween and younger crowd. So if the parents can stand putting up with the music and sing along with the kids, this could be a pretty good the 4th of November. The reason why I think this would be a family-friendly game is because I imagine most boys like to play shooting games, like the idea of shooting games. Unfortunately, if you're a parent of a child who is not yet a teenage a teenager or a young teenager, you may not necessarily want them playing popular shooting games like Halo or Call of Duty. So this looks like it might be a decent alternative. It is a, it is a shooting game, but it's all based with Nerf weapons, so it's mostly harmless. And one of the cool things about it is it comes with a custom Nerf gun that uses the Wii controller as part of the gun. That's what you use to play. It does have split screen, so families can digitally shoot each other with Nerf guns and then not have to worry about picking up all those little darts afterwards. So this could also be a pretty fun family game. The next family-friendly game is the Clone Wars Lightsaber Duels. This comes out on November 11th for the Wii. 
And why I think this would be a family-friendly game is because lots of kids like Star Wars, lots of parents who grew up with the original Star Wars movies like Star Wars, and this is a game that allows people to swing the Wiimotes around like lightsabers and pretend that they're fighting. From my understanding, the lightsaber controls aren't the best. It's mostly just random flailing, but I'm thinking if you have a plastic lightsaber and tape a Wiimote to it and then play that way, this could be a lot of fun and it could definitely be a good family game night type of game. So we're up to number two, and this game is only for the Xbox 360, comes out November 18th, and it's called You're in the Movies. Now this is a type of game that really needs to be seen to un be understood, but what it is, is it comes with a camera that you hook up to the Xbox 360, and the game will ask you to do random actions, such as pretend that you're running away, pretend that you're um, cooking, pretend that you're putting out a fire, various things like that. And it has everybody make a whole bunch of various random actions, and it gives you a score based on how you do these actions. But then what it will do is it'll take these actions that you've done, and then take them out of context, and put them in a fake movie trailer. So for example, one of the things they showed is a mini game that somebody plays is they have clown pants on that are attached to an elastic band, and they're told to run as fast as they can to see how far they can make it. And so they has uses the camera to record somebody running and shows the the elastic band stretching and then it pops and then they, they're act, supposed to act like they're flailing backwards. Well then afterwards it then takes that that scene that was recorded and puts it in a movie trailer where the person running is now running away from a big monster that's going to come eat them. So like I said, it's really hard to explain but basically it takes takes a family, puts them around the Xbox, records them doing silly actions together takes those silly actions and then puts them in a fake movie trailer for everyone to watch and have fun with. The number one game on this list, and is maybe the best family-friendly game and just kind of the best party game and best game to play with other people, is Rock Band 2. Now, technically, the disc-based version of this game is already out, so you can go buy the disc only right now. But on October 21st, the band set comes out, so if you don't already have a Rock Band game, this is a way you can play with the full band. Now what this game is, is it comes with two guitar, a microphone, drums, you can add a second guitar, and then your be family becomes the rock band, and you can play to play along to several songs. And what makes rock band so good is you can import all the songs from the first game, and there are hundreds of songs to download. So this can be a really good game just to gather people together and just have fun because everyone likes music, and this gives you a chance to live out your rock and roll fantasy. So those are five family-friendly games. Obviously, there are a whole bunch of other games coming out, but these are just five games to really highlight. And if you're looking for a game to play with the family this Christmas or this holiday season or the rest of this year, really, then these five games are worth looking into. So that moves us from one top five list into the other. And that is my top five favorite Bible verses. Now, I think most Christians probably have Bible verses that just really speak to them, ones that they like more than any other. And I'm no different, so here are my top five. So I figured I would um, share those with you and then kind of tell you why I like them so much. So number five is Romans 12.2, which reads, Do not conform any longer to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and improve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Well, I guess I'm something of a nonconformist, so I really like the Bible saying, do not conform. And 
I really like the idea of um, of letting God renew my mind and then and not conforming to the patterns of this world, but instead put my mind on the things of God, not on the things of the world. And so this Bible verse is one that I come back to again and again. Number four is Matthew 5.16. And that is, In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. Now, obviously, I know that salvation is by, is by grace and by faith, not by works. But this Bible verse reminds me that the way we present ourselves as Christians, the good works we do, do um, show Christ to others. It, uh, the good works we do are a reflection on the God we serve. And so this Bible verse really always brings that to the forefront of my mind. Number three is a short verse. It's First Thessalonians 5.21. And that is, test everything, hold on to the good. Now, this is a verse that I have really taken to heart. I um, naturally ask questions and wonder endlessly about life, the universe, and everything. And so, in short, I test everything and in prayer try to hold on to the good. So, this is a Bible verse that I daily try to live live out as, as bringing before God the questions I have about life and test everything and then hold on to the good. Number two is Hebrews 11.1. 1. And this is, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. And as far as I'm concerned, this is the best definition of faith ever. This sums up what it means to have faith and what faith should look like. And it's a verse I return back to again and again, which is probably why it's one of my favorites. And this gets us to First John 2.1, my number one favorite Bible verse. Now, I'm going to go on a limb and guess that most people don't have many favorite Bible verses that come from First John. I'm sure a lot of people list verses like John 3.16 as their favorite. A lot of other people probably look to the Psalms for their favorite verses. But my favorite verse is from First John chapter 2, verse 1. And it says, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ the righteous one. So the reason for... That why this is my favorite is because at one time I did not understand Jesus. I had gotten to a point where I believed there was a God and that there, there was there, I had a creator, but I really didn't see how the Christ fit into all of this. So I didn't understand why Jesus had to exist and why there had to be a resurrection and in general what the big deal was. But this verse really made it click for me. The idea that in in my sinful nature I I can't come before God. I can't I can't defend myself before God because I am imperfect and God is perfect. But Jesus Christ, who who lived a sinless life, who lived a life of perfection, is one who can come to the Father in my defense. And because of that, that's why I need Jesus. And this was the verse that really just made that stick with me and made that make sense to me. So 1 John 2.1 is clearly, hands down, my favorite Bible verse. Well, that's the end of our top five list, and that would end the run of the Epworth Echo. For the nine of you who have probably listened to every episode, and I'm saying nine because the last episode, that was all that listened to it, I thank you very much for sticking through this, for um, walking this experimental journey with me. I've really enjoyed it, and I hope it's not been too terribly painful for you. I do want to give a shout-out to some of the guys of the Allied Oddballs, the best gaming group 
I've ever known. A bunch of um, adult gamers who just have a lot of fun, and a few of them have been the most ardent supporters of this podcast and have listened to every single episode, and I greatly appreciate it, guys. And so this is a shout-out for you. Well, that is that is it. Just a reminder, this was the Epworth Echo. This is the commu- and was the was the community podcast of Epworth United Methodist Church. We are located in Indianapolis, Indiana, on the corners of Allisonville and 65th Street. Our worship times are at 8:45 and 11 a.m. on Sunday mornings, with youth group from 5 to 7 on Sunday nights. So, if you're anywhere in the Indianapolis area, then please check us out because we would love to have you. Thanks again, and have a nice life.